Thanks for listening to the River Claremont podcast. We pray you are encouraged by today's message. For more information or to stay connected with what's happening at the river, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the River Claremont. Open my eyes. Let me see. Let me see. What you want me to see. What you want me to see. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. What is God speaking to your heart to accomplish? What would you do if money wasn't a problem? Go with me to Psalm 37, 3 through 5 in the Amplified Classic. It's my favorite. It's always a bit louder. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land and feed surely on his faithfulness. And truly you shall be fed. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Roll and repose each care of your load on him. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. God actually places pure visions and dreams in your hearts and minds. You have a mission slash vision here on earth. What is it? And you can ask the Lord for that. I thought, because we are bursting with vision. We, we have no shortage of vision. I mean, the problem is, how am I going to accomplish all this before I go home to be with Jesus? That's our issue. But the other day when I was preaching, there was like 300 ladies at the Esther conference. And I'm like, how many of you know what God wants you to do? And like, it just... To me, it was a foregone conclusion. Like, you know what you want to do. You know what you've got in your heart. You know what God has put there. And I was like, how many? And it was like 10 people out of 300, 10 ladies out of 300, okay? And I'm like, what? Okay, well, let's pray for God to give you a vision. So working off of that. But then some of you already have a vision, but now it's the year 2022. It's time to believe God for double. Amen? Double, double. Or to the second power, for those of you that can do that kind of math. (laughs) Hey, may it be according to you as whatever your faith level is at. According to your faith level. Not mine. But if you want me to, and it lines up with the word of God, you can bring your vision and we will lay hands on it. We will. Come on. Okay? So um, Matthew 6, 33. But seek aim at and strive after first of all his kingdom and his righteousness his way of doing and being right and then all these things taken together will be given you besides i don't need to pursue things when i'm pursuing jesus and the face of jesus things actually come to me i have nice things i'm blessed with nice things because i'm a sower so i reap a harvest i don't even go to the store and pay for them ask my husband i don't even like to shop True. Tell them. I don't, I mean, I like to shop online. He loves to go to the store. That's not my thing. But God blesses me. I don't strive for those things. They come find me because I'm pursuing the Lord. Amen? Okay, vision all started with God. Are you ready for this? Turn me up just a little bit. In the Bible in Genesis, after all, he created you and he created your eyes. Mm. Amen? And if one of your visions is to believe God to see better or to see without prescription glasses, that's an awesome vision too. Genesis 15, 5. And he brought him outside. This is Abraham. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He had a covenant with Abraham. Why? Because Abraham loved the Lord. So if you love the Lord, your heart is pure. This covenant is for you too. And he brought him outside his tent into the starlight and said... Look now towards the heavens and count the stars. If you are able to number them, you can't. Let me just tell you. Then he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And in Genesis 22, 17, he said, in blessing I will bless you, and in multiplying I will multiply your descendants like the stars of the heavens and the sand on the seashore, and your seed, air, will possess the gate of his enemies. It was stars and sand. Both at night and in the day, he saw the vision that God had shown him. This is a very biblical principle. 
Night and day the vision was set before him. The world has taken these principles and they've erased God and substituted other names, but it's still originated with God and it still belongs to him. The principles are still working for the worldly people. Why? Because the reign of God falls on the just and the unjust, on the good and on the wicked. As Jesus said in Matthew 5.45, and biblical principles work for anyone who works it. How many of you are going to work it this year? And we're going to, amen, I am. Where's all my catwalk walkers? (laughs) Work it. Work it. Habakkuk 2.2. And this is our main scripture. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and engrave it so plainly upon tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. For the vision is yet for an appointed time and it hastens to the end fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint. Though it tarry, wait earnestly for it because it will surely come. It will not be behind hand on its appointed day. Come on. As we talk about vision this morning, one of the primary purposes of establishing a vision, what you're going after, is actually to challenge yourself. If you don't challenge yourself, then you'll stay at the same level. And I mean, if that's fine, I mean, I'm not trying to, we're not trying to ridicule, but in college, uh, I grew up in Tennessee and we, we played badminton every single day and I dominated my brothers and sisters. I was the greatest backyard badminton player that, that the t- state of Tennessee had ever seen, you know. <laughs> I mean, people still talk about me today in very small circles. <laughs> Basically, it's me and anybody else around me. I, we still talk about me, you know. But I went to college, and I did badminton in college, and I was the best in college. So I was, like, annihilating. And so my, my coach came to me, you know, I was, you know, sweating it out before the, for the, for the meet, you know. And he was like, you know, you should go play next door at Victory Tulsa. It's a mega church. They actually have an international badminton league that you can like for amateurs and I was like yeah I'm gonna go there show them what's up you know what I'm saying I went there one night let me tell you when you get around people that are good at something you realize you're not good at something (laughs) and you can play your whole time in the backyard and think you're something but then you got a vision exists to challenge you to step up to another place amen sharpen iron sharpens iron That's what church exists for. That's what we're here for is to help you sharpen. And we believe that there are great things in store for your life. We're in the ministry not because we had a desire to build a name for ourselves. We were in the ministry because we always had a passion to to stir in people the the faith to believe for more. Amen? Amen? And so I will say this, though. There's never been a better time than now to accomplish something that's important to you. Sometimes you just have to jump. People are like, man, I really had this vision for 27 years. I've wanted to go to Italy. Bro, you should have went to Italy five times by now. Right. Are you with me? Sometimes you just have to jump and not have every duck in a row. I mean, if there's one strength I have in life, it is this, that I jump <laughs> and then realize I should have got a parachute. <laughs> Thank God that there you will keep me alive. Like, I do that often, and it works out good. I tell people, my, my motto in life is things accidentally work out good for me. Because where I fail to plan, he doesn't fail to plan. Amen. Amen. So sometimes just get that in your spirit now. What better time than now to try something else? Amen. Right? But also, if you want this year to be different than last year, I'm not saying last year was bad, but if you want it to be different than last year, then you've got to start doing something you didn't do before. If last year was great, then you need to stay consistent in the areas that it was good in. Amen? Amen. If you had a great time with your kids, then stay consistent being there with your kids. If your marriage was really great, stay consistent to put time in your marriage. Amen? If your finances were rocky, then you know this is the area in my life I'm going to tackle with the faith of God and vision from the Lord, and I'm going to see this broke for the free in Jesus' name. But goals or resolutions, as we call them in New Year's for whatever reason, uh, supported by action are what change your life. The goal itself doesn't change your life. You got to back it up with action. So be determined to keep up with whatever you start. Amen. My wife showed me yesterday the, the um, salad aisle at the grocery store. All the salad has gone. There's no salad at Publix right now because everybody is starting this year out with the resolution that I'm going to eat healthier. So all the salad is gone. But don't worry, three days from now, the salad will be back. They will give up because they were like, I don't want to eat like a rabbit. 
So all of us salad eaters, wherever you are. I, I drink liquid salad. I take it and I blend it up with a banana and I can eat any salad like that. Well, I'll say this. The reason why I'm hitting that, you have to be determined to keep up with it because the Bible says the hope deferred makes the heart sick. So I've met many people that had a great dream, but they never did anything to go after it. And then over time, great dreams turn to actual courses of bitterness in their life where they're, they're blaming someone, usually the Lord, um, for not making this come to pass. But meanwhile, he has equipped you with talents. If you don't feel talented right now, you're in the wrong field because you have a talent. You just haven't discovered it. Amen. Amen. And so you got to challenge yourself and get in that place and realize I do have a part to play in this. And so if hope deferred makes the heart sick, then a, an unfulfilled dream becomes a taunting nightmare. But a completed task is an altar of thanksgiving. So choose this year. One thing you will do better is you will accomplish and you will finish what you start. How many people have something you started that you have not finished? Yes, like me with most of my construction projects at the house. 2022, get ready. I'm going to finish you in Jesus' name. The ones that I did see through, though, I've done a lot, though. I have completed it a lot. And then it, it becomes this place. If you quit before you get the, the sweet release of victory, then you actually wind up building within yourself an ease to quit before you get a breakthrough. You have to just stick it out and get the breakthrough. Amen. Jesus said it this way. And everybody realizes when Jesus talks, it's pretty good. Luke 14, 28 through 32. Don't begin until you count the cost. For who would, who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money. And then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. Or what king would go to war against another king without first sitting down with his counselors to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat the 20,000 soldiers marching against him? And if he can't, he will send a delegation to discuss terms of peace while the enemy is still far away. The importance of starting something with the wherewithal to finish it is what Jesus is talking about. Count the cost, determine if you're willing to pay the cost, and then accomplish that task and see it through to completion. Oftentimes, when you write down visions, God will accelerate it coming to pass. But on the flip side, oftentimes when you put a timeline of how long it will take you to do something, you might as well times that by 10, at least in my life. I'm like, I will accomplish this this quickly. And many times it takes me longer when I start in something thinking it will do, it'll be six weeks and I'll have this construction done. Three months later, I'm still plowing. You know, and I'm the only one now that, that, is, that is even involved. Everybody else has left dad. You figure it out. You started it. You bit off more than you could chew. But one thing I've learned, just keep chewing. Come on, somebody, say it with me. Just keep chewing. So if God believes that you can do something, so should you. You should believe big. Amen? I, I'll put it to you this way. Faith and belief are, are, are two sides of the same coin. A currency is, has value if both sides are there. And so you can have faith. How many people have faith that God is who God says he is? And God is a good God. Well, let me put it to you this way. If I own Caleb's Boot Barn International, you know what I'm saying? And you knew me as this is big, this is big Caleb with the boot barn. And you came to my house and I said, I'm taking you to my boot barn. I got seven locations all across, you know, central Florida. You got to get the country accent going on. I got... <laughs> I got Cayman alligator boots, I got work boots, I got every type of boot you ever imagined. I got muck boot, I got rubber boot, I, Caleb boot barn, come on. And I take you into my boot barn, and I'm like, take, pick out any shoes you want. Any shoes you want. Well, you know Caleb's, Caleb's a man of his word, okay? If he says on TV, half off, it's half off. So you have faith. That what I said is true. But where belief kicks in is your belief is going to instantly sum up what you believe you're worth taking or what is appropriate. And so I said, you can have any shoes you want. Your mind's going to calculate, well, I don't want to be too much. I don't want to be greedy. And I don't want to, so I'm going to get two pairs of shoes. But if your belief was big enough and the person said, take whatever shoes you want, then you should say, well, I want all of your shoes. I want the entire network of Caleb's boot barn. 
Are you with me right now? That's where belief plies in. So as you stir yourself and we talk about vision today, elevate your beliefs to be like, believe big and don't let the world, don't let culture, don't let your family upbringing that, that poured into you about what is wasting your money, what is not proper, just dream. Okay, you've always wanted a Maybach. You've always wanted a Bentley. Is it a stupidly expensive car? Absolutely. It drives from point A to point B. But if you want it, put it down and stir yourself. Amen. Amen. Now, just because you put it down doesn't mean you get a Bentley. Now, you've got to figure out how to get the Bentley. But what I'm saying is take a moment when we talk about vision. Part of vision is casting, is stirring and challenging. Am I believing big enough to actually awaken within me? As one man has quoted say, dream no small dreams for they have not the power to move the hearts of men. You got to sometimes, if you're not challenged, if you're not excited about it, why would you ever go out and do it? But if it's like exciting to you, then it comes with, that's where faith kicks in and you begin to do it. Amen. All right. So if you don't yet know what it is. I'm going to encourage you, write it down. Ask the Lord, what is my mission on this earth? What am I gifted at? Um, writing your dreams and goals enables you to stay focused so you are more likely to avoid distractions. When other opportunities come your way, even good ones, you will maintain your focus if your goals are at least in writing. True. Summer and Jorge wrote that they wanted to have a baby before the end of 2021, last January, and Summer had her baby in December. Amen? That's just one example. We, we are bursting at the seams with testimonies from people who have written it down or they put it in, in a picture so they can see it, they can thank God, they can pray over it. Over the course of your lifetime, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to see in the next five years, in the next 10 years? What's your ultimate bucket list? But what I always want to say when I do this is eternity must be at the center of your vision. It must. An eternal purpose and a fulfilling an eternal calling will give you more joy than anything else in this whole world. Well. I can promise you guys. I get to fly around on chartered jets, not because of anything that I do. I just hop on with my dad. You know what I mean? And we charter not because he can own one. It's because it's smart. Because you can then scale up or scale down depending on how many people you have. It's only smart. Owning your own jet's a waste of money. He did it twice. He's like, never again. I'm chartering. <laughs> okay? So it's wisdom. Like, whatever you want to dream for, dream but realize if you want a 20,000 square foot house, you're also going to have to put eight staff on that vision board to take care of it for you. Okay? Like balance that dream out. You know what I'm saying? Or just have 10 more kids. <laughs> yeah, right. No. <laughs> staff are better. You are my workforce. <laughs> Let's just say that. Okay? <laughs> I love children. We, but. we actually all bought the kids um, matching uniforms this year for Christmas just to encourage camaraderie to work around the house. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, anyways, Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that God has planted eternity in men's hearts and minds. You can and must sit and write everything you want to accomplish in your whole life down. Amen. You must write your bucket list. Then you boil it down to what do I want to see in 10 years? What do I want to see in five? And what do I want to see in the next 12 to 18 months? This is where it gets exciting. People underestimate what they can do in 10 years and overestimate what they can do in one, but you still got to go for the vision board, okay? So whatever your faith level is at. Number one, this is where you start writing stuff down. Dream big. Dream big. Become childlike, not childish. I've said this a lot. Childlike. When you ask a three-year-old or a four-year-old what they want to be when they grow up, they don't hold back. They dream huge. Amen? Although some of them are like, I want to be an ice cream truck man. I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but some want to be the president, amen? So dream big. Number two, be clear. Speak or write in the present tense as if you already have it. Number three, set your top ten goals. Keep one through three and tear off four through ten to save for later. That's just, it's great. Then you get to focus on the top three. Design your board. 
Number four, five, see it every day and pray over it. You become what you behold and you turn into the very things you look at. So make sure what you're looking at is the word of God. People, I've noticed this, they're like come to you for uh, prayer about fear and anxiety and then you, you see what they post online, they're just watching like all these horror movies, they're obsessed with horror movies, they go to Halloween Horror Nights and stuff and I'm like, Hello, <laughs> anybody home? <laughs> You're watching fear and then you wonder why fear is all you feel. It's because you become what you behold. So it's not that you're necessarily gonna become the monster, but you're gonna be terrorized by that. Do you understand? Amen. All right, babe. Amen. So power of visualization. If you begin to visualize something, anything you, you challenge yourself in in life, it helps elevate your status. And so uh, of thinking and belief, because there's a whole world, as, I've, as I say, you don't know what you don't know. And so that's why sayings like you are the top five people you hang around because that's going to challenge you and you're going to see a different world through people's eyes if you stay in familiar places you will have familiar things if you challenge yourself to get outside of the box or see something or go after something you've never done before it can change your entire world amen i came from small town tennessee most people in small town tennessee do not leave small town tennessee they are doing the same thing that they've ever been been doing when the lord called me out of Tennessee saved me, filled me with the Holy Spirit. I always had a dream to travel the nations. I never knew how I was going to do it. But as a kid, I wanted to travel all of these things. Well, five, six years into serving the Lord, I'd been to South Africa. I'd seen mass crusades. I'd seen miracles and healing. I was then at Oral Roberts University studying a business degree. And I contacted my best friend growing up uh, that we were like, I mean, roommates together up until the point that I got radically saved. And he was a little bit older than me, but when I called him, he was literally doing the exact same thing that we were doing five years before. And by exact same thing, I mean, at this point now, he's 25 years old, but he's still dating high school girls because he's still in the world and he knows nothing other than that world. You can get stuck like that, or you can break those limitations and those shackles and dive into the unknown and let faith arise within you. And passions come forth and, and tap into something. But it's when we talk about a vision board, stir yourself to be like, what do I want to see and to do and to accomplish in my life? And a lot of people you meet that are very successful are people that, that had the discipline to set something out before them and go after it. Amen. Anybody in here ever, you know, done that? You put it out before you and you went after this. So we're going to talk about, when we're talking about vision boards, it's just something to stir your faith, to look at, to remind yourself, this is what I want to go after. This is what I want to accomplish. This is what I want to see. If your vision this year, 2022, is you want debt elimination, you put it down before you, but then you're going to come with, by looking at that, adopt what it's going to take to become debt free. Amen. Amen. So then you figure it out. But if it's not before you challenging you, how many people, how many people in here have ever said to a person, we need to get together? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's get together sometime. And you walk away. Everybody that walks away knows we're never going to get together <laughs> unless you pull out Siri. Siri, remind me Tuesday at 3 p.m. I'm getting together. It doesn't happen because that's how if you're general in life, you will have years go by where you didn't go after anything intentionally. Come on. Or you can decide, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to waste the time that God has given to me. I'm going to go after the things and the promises of God, and I'm going to squeeze everything I can out of life. Yes. Come on. Amen. Who believes you can do great and mighty things because the Lord is on your side? Yes. All right, so I'm going to read a couple of scriptures regarding this, the power of visualization, so that you can say, realize it's in the Word. Genesis 31, verse 10 through 12, um, we read where Jacob is speaking, saying, I had a dream. During the time when the animals were mating, and I saw that only the male goats that were mating were the ones with stripes and spots. And the angel of God spoke to me in that dream, and the angel said, Jacob, I answered yes. The angel said, look, only the striped and the spotted goats are mating. I am causing this to happen. I have seen all the wrong things Laban has been doing to you, and I am doing this so that you can have all the new baby goats. And so God gave Jacob a vision to know what his plan was. 
God, in Acts chapter 2, when the Spirit of God came, part of it was that He gave us vision and dreams to see things. When we were preaching in Houston, Texas, we were here, we'd been here for, what, five years or something as a, as a church. The Lord had faithfully growing the place, growing the place. And when I was riding in the backseat of a car in Houston, Texas with my dear friend, Pastor Juan Martinez, I saw, like played out before me, the breaking down of these walls, the opening of the property. I saw it like it was. I saw the taking over of that and, and various capacities. I saw everything as though I was like an architectural flyover. And we had kicked around the idea. It's not like it was not an idea. It was definitely an idea. Where, where do we move forward? Do we just go, go to another place? Do we expand this place? But when I saw it, number one, it released faith in me because I knew this is coming from God. You with me? But with that, when it's released to you in that, it's more than just a vision. It's actual, when that, when that came to me, it was like the faith to see it come to pass was in me too. And it was, we didn't struggle to do any of it. It just easily happened because when you get it from God, it can just easily happen, but you know what you're going after. Anybody in here grab this because what you don't realize your faith is so powerful and so potent that when you focus on something and you direct your words and your actions to see that come to pass, you will see it come to pass. That that is in every single born again believer. That's why the devil is terrified of a praying church. Because you have power within you. But what happens in life is we have all these things thrown at us. So Monday we're here, Tuesday we're there. It's not focused. It's not strategic of what we're putting our faith to. And we wind up just kind of going through life and getting in the motions. But if you get visualization, when God gave Jacob a dream, Jacob knew the plan of God. Now, whether this was scientific instruction or this was just a prophetic dream to show him a plan forward, whatever it was, he acted on it and he got a breakthrough because he acted on it. Amen. So ask God for a dream or a vision if you don't have one, or if you've got one, ask God to give you the steps forward and believe God. And I'm, I'm, I mean, we're, we're talking 2022, but I'm not just 2022. Where I'm at now, I'm like a 10-year. I'm thinking 10 years out for myself right now. Like, what do I want to see in my life in 10 years? And then I'm going to get the plan to go forward. Amen? Amen? So Genesis chapter 30. Watch this. This is in the Bible. Powerful. Genesis 30, 31 through 43 says, Laban asked, so after Jacob's explained he had the dream, but Laban asked, what should I give you? And Jacob answers, I don't want you to give me anything. I only want you to let me do this one thing. I will go back and I will take care of your sheep. But let me go through all your flocks today and take every lamb with spots or stripes. Let me take every black young goat and every female goat with stripes or spots. That will be my pay. And in the future, you can easily see if I am honest. You can come to look at my flocks. And if I have any goat that isn't spotted or any sheep that isn't black, you will know that I stole it. So Laban answered, I agree to that. We will do what you ask. But that same day, Laban hid all the male goats that had spots. What a skabanga. <laughs> this is his father-in-law. Maybe you have that guy. I don't know. <laughs> what a thief, man. And he hid all the female goats that had spots on them. He also hid all the black sheep. And so Laban told his sons to watch these sheep, and the sons took all the spotted animals and led them to another place. They traveled for three days. So Jacob's like, all you got to pay me is the spotted, the striped, and the black ones. And so he's like, yeah, we'll do that, and then takes them all and whisks them away, thinking within himself that if I have a bunch of brown or a bunch of white, that's all that I'm going to get produced. And so watch what Jacob does based on the dream. Jacob stayed and took care of all the animals that were left. Then Jacob cut green branches from poplar and almond trees. He striped off, or stripped off some of the bark so that the branches had white stripes on them. He put the branches in front of the flocks at the watering places. So when the animals came to drink, they also made it in that place. Then when the goats made it in front of the branches, the young that were born were spotted, striped, or black. Jacob separated the spotted and the black animals from the other animals in the flock. He kept his animals separate from Laban's. And anytime the stronger animals in the flock were mating, Jacob put the branches before their eyes and the animals made it near those branches. But when the weaker animals made it, Jacob did not put the branches there. 
So the young animals born from the weak animals were Laban's, and the young animals born from the stronger animals were Jacob's. In this way, Jacob became very rich. He had large flocks, many servants, camels, and donkeys. So the power of visualization is even though he removed every single striped goat, just by putting before the goats stripes as they bred, what they behold is what they produced. Isn't that amazing? So whether this is just some supernatural occurrence or, or, or some, I mean, scientists say, you know, the poplar, the almond did something to the water. You've, I've read all that stuff. Bro, you just look at it and you produce it. Amen. If you look at it, you look at it. And they say scientifically that the way your brain functions is your brain does not differentiate between uh, when you really do something and when you strongly visualize doing something. So when you strongly visualize doing something, like you watch martial artists when they're trained, they talk about to visualize within themselves every movement and they play it over and play it over and play it over in their mind and their mind processes it and it becomes muscle memory as though they did it. Because your mind is that powerful that when you visualize something strong enough, it's as though it exists and you can go out and produce it. Come on. Well, the Bible says that just by putting something before the goats, the goats produce what they beheld. I use this testimony a lot because it's powerful, but Dodie Osteen, Joel Osteen's mom, when she was diagnosed with a cancer that would kill her, she was, you know, not given much of a chance of living and went to the Lord and the Lord said, I want you to print a picture of you out healthy and paste it on every mirror so that when you look in the mirror, don't even look at yourself, look at the healthy version of you. And then put scripture there. So everywhere. And she did it in every mirror. Every mirror in their house. Every mirror in the church that she walked by. There was a picture of her healthy. So that rather than looking at herself sick. She looked at herself healthy. And to this day she's still alive. She's still kicking and she's still healthy. Because what you, what you visualize. What you behold. You will wind up producing. So challenge yourself of what you're looking at. Strengthen yourself by, by that. What am I taking in and what am I actually going after? My faith is powerful. God has equipped me with his spirit. My words have power. But at the end of the day, we close this year talking about declarations. We're talking about deeds. Well, what matters? What matters is does it, your visualization, your faith, your dreams, your visions. Is it the words that come out of your mouth or is it the deeds to back it up? And the, the truth is all of them matter. You want to produce it, then you have to get all of these in line. And all of them work together. The more you put something, a vision before you, the more your words will align to speak to that vision. The more your words align to speak to that vision, the greater your action will be to walk that vision out. And then you will have what you say you have. Come on, somebody. So challenge yourself. Believe the Lord. 2022, Sky, there's no limits and there's no boundaries. Anything you've ever seen anybody else accomplish, you can accomplish that too if you put your mind to it and believe by the faith of God on the inside that I will accomplish these things. Amen. You have to visualize it to go after it. Believe big and go after these things. That's why Jesus says in his word too that if a man even thinks of a woman improperly in his mind, it's the same as though he did it. Because Jesus is once again equating this principle. If you even visualize it, it's as though you did it. So visualize it. And there was years ago, I thought this was hilarious. I was watching the news and I don't remember where I was. And it was a Florida man. You know how Florida man, anybody ever Google Florida man? Come on, where's my Florida man Googlers? Wave your hands. Y'all don't know about this? Okay. Okay, we're about to enrich your life. 2022 is already going to be instantly better. If you've got a smartphone, all you got to Google is Google Florida man and your birthday. And you will find a very interesting article about a Florida man that did something crazy, okay? It's like it's known around the world, really. But I was watching this Florida man give an interview, and he was uh, interviewing because they were at like a gator farm and a kid i think fell into the gator pond and this guy i mean jumped over didn't think about it at all swam got this kid got him out saved his life and they were they were interviewing the guy and they said you know what was going through your mind when you jumped into the gator pond and he said this is what the guy said he was like basically well i mean i always grew up watching superhero shows and just always envisioned myself as a superhero and so he's like honestly when it happened i was like just I'm, this is my moment i'm a hero 
He visualized it so long when the moment counted, he had it because he saw himself as a hero. Come on, what do you visualize yourself as? You visualize yourself as the devil's worst like nightmare or as a defeated person. You visualize yourself as a as a sinner that's always struggling or a saint that's full of power. Come on, you, you got to stir this up. And then what you visualize, that's what begins to be produced in your life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so good, babe. All right, so back to your list. Number six, make your words line up with your vision. Easy to say, difficult to practice. Number seven, be grateful and praise God as if you already have it. Come on. This is key. The Lord, have you guys ever read that scripture? Enter his gates with thankfulness and his courts with praise. You're seeking the Lord and all these, all these things will be added unto you. Here's a 24-hour challenge. Go 24 hours with only gratitude and no complaints. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, it is a doozy. You're well, just like, you're, you're going, you're like, oh, this. Can we define what, what a complaint is? Like, if I say <laughs> that I'm hungry, is that complaining or is that a statement? That's probably a statement. Okay, it depends okay, on how okay. you say it. If it's a nagging it, tone, that's, yeah, a, that's a complaint. Yeah, if it's okay. like, if it's like okay. I'm hungry, you never feed me. Oh, okay. That, that would be a complaint. <laughs> I maybe once or twice have descended to that place, but I'm like, what are you I talking about? You had three meals yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. So it's it's a fun challenge, trust me. And you're like, dang, 24 hours. I can't complain about anything. I can't complain that my husband left the toilet seat up and I nearly fell in <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> can't complain about it. Actually, God started working on me that on that years and years ago. I'm still a work in progress. Raise your hands and be like, I'm a work in progress. Uh, you know, because we all get trapped into that neg the cycle of negativity, and so you got to bail yourself out. So number eight, don't show just anybody your vision board. They don't see what you see. They don't understand your dream or even have the faith to believe it. So right. the only people that you can show your vision board, you can show me. Why? Because my dad's crazy. We're talking about the crazy South African that God told him to go and rent Madison Square Garden for six weeks. And it was a supernatural vision from God that took place supernaturally Amen. in 1999, outlaying six point. Eight million dollars and six weeks of having the garden. They didn't even have an opening on their schedule. But guess what? The women's uh, basketball team, they went on strike. Somehow, guys, somehow. I would say that's God. That's why a God vision, you don't have to struggle and strive for. You try go do that now, today, you, it ain't happening, honey. Right. I promise. Unless God gave you the vision, it won't happen. So I can look at your vision. It's not too big for me. Okay? I can believe God for that. Okay, so number nine, focus. Ask God for daily steps to get to your end goal. We only have to be better at our calling, not somebody else's. Amen. A couple years ago, we had a guy come in and tell us everything that was wrong with us, everything that we were deficient in, all the weaknesses we needed to work on. And I'm sitting there going, bro, you're wrong. And PC had a revelation of it. I'm not going to live in my weaknesses. I'm going to live in my strengths. And where I am weak, you are strong. And you are strong. And together, we are power. Amen. Amen. So I don't have to wallow around in my weaknesses. That takes the pressure right off. Do what you're good at. Do what you're gifted at. Some of you are amazing school teachers, and the person right over there is like, oh, I can never do that. Some of you are amazing businessmen, and the person over there, the school teacher, is like, I could never do that. Thrive and live in your strengths. Amen. Number 10. Sow where you want to go and grow. Proverbs 11.24 says generosity brings prosperity. It is possible to give and yet become richer. Get involved with building God's dream and he will get involved in building yours. 
Galatians 6, 7, what you sow is what you reap. Prosperity right. is having a rich and full life. Yep. I'm going to say that again. Prosperity is having a rich and full life. Wealth does not equal health and happiness. It doesn't equal a good marriage. It doesn't equal a good home. The power to enjoy life comes straight from God. And money is a tool to accomplish a task. If you look at a material thing like a jet or a car and grind your teeth and begrudge that person getting to use it, you're looking at it wrong. It's a tool. Like a hammer, I can use it to construct a beautiful house, or I can use it to destroy, or I can use it to murder, or I can use it to break bones. Your tool is how you use it. The internet is a powerful tool to share the gospel, but it's also a tool for evil. But none of y'all have stopped using it, so, you know. Going back to like the vision board, they're like, oh my gosh, it's new age and all these other people are using it, so I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to stay far away. Well, guess what, y'all? Jesus, God himself, created the very first vision board like what we've gone over here. So if God created it, I can have it. Say that with me. If If God God created created it, it, I I can can have have it. it. And I'm not going to let the world get all the good stuff, okay? Why? Why should the devil have all the good music? Why should he create all the good stuff? Why should he live in the lap of luxury? The Bible says that if I sow, I will reap a harvest in this life with with persecutions. I don't post it when I hop on a jet with my dad because people won't understand. I didn't even have to pay for it. I'm just riding in style. You know, you feel like baller status because you are. And then, like, we had our dear friend post, you should never post a picture by a jet that you're chartering. It doesn't belong to you, whatever. Don't own a jet. That's stupid. Charter it. Somebody else has to do all the repairs. And they have to pay the rent for the hangar. It's a lot. And they have to pay the pilots all the time. So charter. You can scale up. You can scale down. You can do whatever you want. Come on. We're going to, uh, I'm sure this year, we talked to our friend about it, where he actually wants to rent, like, Lamborghinis or something, and we're going to drive to Miami in some, like, high-baller cars. We don't own it. We don't have to. <laughs> Guess what? When that sucker breaks down, somebody else has to look after it. Let me give clarification to what she's talking about here. <laughs> My wife is pretty vague sometimes. <laughs> So uh, basically capture that movie moment where you drive up in a Lamborghini to like a fancy steakhouse, but I'm going to have someone filming me slow motion. So I get out and I'm like, <laughs> you know, because why not? What better time than now? You know what I'm saying? Why should Hollywood have all the fun times? I can also pull up in a Lamborghini and it's worth it. You can rent it on Turo. If all that's what you want to do this year, do it. That's right. All I got to do is have one more successful exchange and then I have the money, and we're doing it, babe. <laughs> it's just so. It's if you a, see on social media me getting out of a Lamborghini <laughs> with my wife, and I'm going full blown Italian, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'll wear an undershirt, but like Italian see-through shirt, you know what I'm saying? Dream, people, dream, you know what I'm saying? I'm just joking. Anyways, if that that doesn't hold my heart, guys. I've been it really to, doesn't. I've been to it's all the best though. places. I've stayed in four-star hotels, five-star hotels in Australia, in Singapore. That doesn't hold my heart. What holds my heart is the testimonies that come from you grabbing a hold of a vision to be healed, for your family to be saved, delivered, and set free, and for you guys to be living in the the blessing of God makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. Amen? Amen. That's what really gets me going. So I got a great testimony in between first and second service, and he said I could use it. Mr. Bill, in our church, when we preached on vision at the beginning of last year, he said, he, he turned to his wife and he said, this year, now keep in mind, he's a retired welder, but he wanted to go back and just do some work. So he has skills, all right? So know your skills. 
He's got skills. But he said, this year, I want to make $100,000 over the course of this year. That was a 12-month goal. Four months. Four months, he made $130,000. Amen. Post-retirement. Come on, somebody. That happened. Amen. And it can happen for you, too, and age is not a factor here. I said it in the first service, I believe. There was an actress. She was 100 years old and starred in the main feature. Oh, 100 years old. Like, if that's your dream, great. That's what we do here. If your dream is to go into politics, then I salute you, and I will pray for you, and I will cheer you on. Not my dream. Amen. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to go in there, but I will pray for you. So whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is that you feel called to do, we're going to pray for you. Um, the vision is for an appointed time, guys. So put Habakkuk 2.2 2 on the screen if you can, and we'll repeat that scripture again. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and engrave it so plainly upon tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. For the vision is yet for an appointed time and hastens to the end fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint. Though it tarry, wait earnestly for it because it will surely come and it will not be behindhand on its appointed day. Um, a testimony, um, Howard and Krista, they were here for first service. Krista came to our church. She heard that I was doing stuff about vision board. I think it was like 2018. Um, I started to talk to her. She read the book. She put on her vision board that she wanted to get married. She listed all the things she wanted in a husband. And she started hanging out with Howard. And she was like, Pastor Carson, he's everything on my list. I just love him so much. He's amazing. I was like, okay, settle down. Let him chase you. Just keep it calm, girl. Keep it calm. <laughs> and so... Uh, <laughs> I prayed for her and Howard. He didn't see it immediately, and um, but praise God, he eventually saw it. And she put on the vision board a picture of a lady holding a baby girl. She probably, you know, should have waited 10 months after they were married to do that, but she didn't. So that's one of the things you have to take into account when you're putting stuff on your vision board. So she married Howard, and she was, I think, 39 or 40, and she got pregnant on honeymoon with their little girl, Named, it's her, the meaning of her name is princess, and now they're pregnant with their second child, and it's going to be healthy in Jesus' name. Amen? But people who embrace this with childlike faith see the best results, who just believe it. Amen. They just believe it. And then um, our friends, John and Rosa, at the beginning of 2020, of all things, we preached on getting a vision for your life. And it was just so strong on me that year to preach that. And they looked at each other and they said, we want our business to double. And that was in January before we even knew about the hell that was about to be unleashed on the earth. And their business is in Illinois, of all places, not in the free state of Florida. And he just determined by his mouth, um, because we always preach faith here, that he said, no, I'm not participating in COVID-19. I'm not going to have anything to do with it. And they doubled that year. And last year they did more. They're, the testimony is just ongoing. I'm excited to see what, what happens this year. So there's plenty of testimonies out there of people in this church that have just taken it to heart. Break it down into bite-sized pieces. Yeah. Top three goals, guys. Top three goals. But remember, like, sit down, write your bucket list. So um, this book... It's cool to me because I'm the daughter of a preacher. So Terry Savelle Foy is the daughter of a preacher, and she had personal breakthrough with this in her life. And so this whole book is just excellent. If you're like me and you're a fast reader, you'll be done with it in two to three hours. And then you'll have to go back through and highlight and all the parts. If you're like me, you know, two, three years, you'll really get, in, <laughs> really get, really get it deep in your spirit by then. You read the word. You just let your wife <laughs> preach it to you, and then you'll get it, you know. <laughs> I'm going to preach it more. So um, we had ordered it this week, and it wasn't here for first service, but it's, we have 10 copies for those of you like me who prefer paper, and you can go buy it from Aaron. And, um, you know. It's not in yet. It's right here. 
Oh, it came in today? It came in today. Between the, ni the, between the 9 and the 11? Yes, it did. special Praise people God. here. Erin <laughs> was, was putting her face out there. <laughs> so if you want it, you could download it on Amazon. And it just goes through everything really succinctly. It's like you don't have to go out there and buy 50 or 60 of those books to help you. She really just sums everything up in here. You can write down your bucket list for your whole life. You can look at 10 years. You can look at five. A lot of it, we, oh, we've gone over a bit of it here, but get it, put it into practice, and then I can't wait to hear your testimonies. Cannot wait. She's got a whole section in here about age, about what people did at different ages and what they believe for. Now, she might quote people that you don't really like them, you don't like their politics or whatever, it doesn't matter. They still saw what they wanted come to pass. So just get that in your head. Like I never, a lot of Christians have a problem with, with Joel Osteen, but I don't because I met him and he's actually the nicest person on the planet. And um, I don't have a problem with him and I know where he came from. I know his parents, I know his heritage. So I don't have a problem with that. If you have a problem with blessing, if you have a problem with somebody in a big house or a big car, you need to change your mindset and be like, bless them, Jesus. Bless them, Jesus. Because you want to get envy and greed out of your heart. You want to purge that out of your heart. I have things. Things don't have me. I've been given, I've been given $1,000 purses, and I've given them away. I've been given Louis Vuitton purses, and I've given them away. Things don't have me, okay? So this is not about things, but if you want things, guess what? If you want a big house, God's not falling off the throne, okay? He's not. He made the wood that's going into building it. He, he doesn't care about that. But I'm telling you, if you keep eternity at the center of your vision board and you say, Lord, I want to see this many souls saved. I want to join in church on the streets. I want to join in with a sent ones missionary outing this year in Jesus' name. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that you also want to keep in your vision board. I want my marriage to maintain its strength and grow from glory to glory to glory. But in order to do that, I have to actually go on date spend nights time and spend time and you know so if you want those things you're going to have to do the things to get what you want if you want solid children you're going to have to spend time with them you know that's an organic process <laughs> it's it's like growing a garden guys you got to get in there and pull them weeds amen <laughs> Amen. I'm not the greatest gardener, but I'm working on it. <laughs> what we'll do now, married couples, grab the, the hand of your spouse. If you're single, you have the Lord on the inside of you. Amen. You are not alone. Well, let's just take a moment, just close our eyes again like we started this morning. Thanks for listening to the River Claremont Podcast. If you'd like to partner with us in seeing lives touched and changed by the love and power of Jesus, you can give online at www.riverclaremont.com. Your prayers and financial support are changing lives.